0: All right, guys. We just interviewed Dan Presser. We'll go around the group. I think it went pretty well. He's a pretty entertaining uh, hold on, guy.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, Schweitz. Excuse me. Uh, what? What? Like, what accolades go before the name Dan Presser?
0: Emmy Award-winning state champion Dan Presser.
1: There we go. Okay. Just, just, just wanted okay. to clear that up. I, I, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a
0: new cut here. Okay. And action. All right, folks. We just finished our interview with Emmy award-winning state champion Dan Presser of ACC Network I think it went pretty well what do you guys think Allie I think it went amazing it was really neat to see a little peek behind the scenes of his role in certain sports center commercials it's very interesting uh, we will post a link to that commercial as well when this episode drops but yeah learn, learn a little bit behind the scenes very cool Ant, what about you yeah, he was just
2: very fun and down to earth and didn't take all this stuff too seriously but really seemed to enjoy what he did and and with all the different ways he's been connected to sports, you know, growing up and being able to talk to or meet or interact with some of his childhood heroes, I think he was, he was really excited about that stuff and he really had a passion for what he did and it wasn't just a job for him necessarily, it was something that was like made a connection to him in his life and I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, very, very cool story. Uh, as you will learn through this episode, I have known Danny my whole life and, you know, know his background, know his story. And it's it's very interesting the way that his career has moved around and uh, just the opportunities that he's gotten from that. Morgan, what do you think? How'd that episode go?
3: He was really cool. I liked him a lot. Um, I was a bit unfortunate that I... Uh, had to disappear to do some work so I was a bit rattled but um I enjoyed his presence I hope he comes back now now that we found out that he's won more Emmys than anyone else that's been on this show before
0: yeah suck it Lorenzo
3: yeah Sarah Spain got nothing I I lied I'm
1: sorry I didn't mean that I love you bye
0: yes we love you Sarah (laughs) <laughs> All right. Will, we'll finish up with you. What do, how do you think that went?
1: Uh, yeah, eight-time Emmy Award-winning state champion Dan Presser was fantastic. Um, I uh, I thought he was great. His energy was fantastic. And uh, I'm always fascinated by the guys that are actually bringing us the content, the behind-the-scenes stuff. On-air talent is is what everybody's familiar with, but the uh, stories from behind the scenes, like a few of y'all mentioned, is always way more interesting to me
0: that's right well everyone i hope you enjoy the episode
3: and i wasn't even disappointed it wasn't dan's presser
0: that's what we'll, we'll name the episode also Dan Schweitz, presser.
1: did you mean to like was that part of the bit starting the show over again sure <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, a bit yes the answer
1: is yes schweitz, that was i interrupted you as like to be funny not for you to actually start over the recording i don't know we'll i
4: keep just it keep it all in i know that
1: you have to now like that's that makes it even funnier but as he's doing it i'm like schweitz has no idea that I was doing a thing at all. He
2: is clueless right now. You needed to leave the chat and then be added back in five seconds later. You should have just said,
0: pause. (laughs) Yeah. Pause! Who's on first? And we're back! All right, folks, we're back for another... uh... Media interview tonight. Our guest is Dan Presser of the ACC Network. Uh, Dan has had a pretty cool career with uh, working with the Olympics, for NBC, ESPN, MLB Network, and now the ACC Network. Welcome, Dan. How are you?
4: I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: So, what is your role with the ACC Network? You're a studio producer. What is that? What do you do?
4: Uh, that is a loaded question. I'm not really sure on any given night. More or less, I am in charge of kind of the layout of the shows, before games, after games, pre and post game, anything that's in a studio, you know. And sometimes, you know, we went to Duke, North Carolina last year. We'll take the studio to the event. But for the most part, we're, you know, the pre-game, post-game shows. And, you know, we decide the highlights and post-game sound and, you know, what topics we're going to talk about, you know. So uh, you can blame that all on us, I guess.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: Can I just point out, uh, Dan by far has the most impressive backdrop that we have had for a guest yet. Uh, uh, he's got the ACC Network logo with ESPN uh, behind him. Um, I'm assuming this is your, uh, is this your basement or your living room? I'm actually or... at work right
4: now. I'm actually at work, so do oh, not my boss. Oh, okay. Tell my boss. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I just
1: wanted to point that out to our listeners. Yeah,
4: it would it'd be a badass sign for uh, <laughs> my basement. <though. laughs> it absolutely would. <laughs>
0: All right. So we're basically going to go around. uh, Everyone's going to ask some questions and uh, we'll go for it. So why don't we start? Ant, do you have any questions? Sure. So
2: I wanted to talk to you about when you were in Pennsylvania and and doing some stuff with the Olympics and how you sort of felt covering, I guess, random sports, like you covered handball and you covered some other stuff that didn't necessarily seem in your wheelhouse necessarily, but, uh, you know, the opportunity to do the Olympics is something you wouldn't want to turned yeah, down. So yeah. I wanted to see what you thought about that. Or sure,
4: sure. It was, uh, my, I was going into my senior year at Syracuse and, you know, we, they had an internship and, you know, my mom was all over me to get an internship. I didn't have one yet. And all of a sudden, you know, they show up to school. I do an interview. Like, I didn't blow it. So next thing you know, I'm like, hey, mom, I was able to find this internship. I'm going to go to Athens for a month and, and cover the Olympics, which, you know, was awesome. I loved it. I mean, you're doing grunt work there. It's not like, you know, um, um, uh, I, I think I, I, I was assigned. So basically, we picked out we picked out our sports from a hat. Literally, all the PAs or interns—we weren't in a PA, so that was what we strived to be. Was PAs? Uh, all the interns would pick out their the sport from a hat. You know, basketball gets drawn. I'm all pissed off because I wanted that. I, I pick handball. I'm like handball. Like I don't I don't never seen a match of handball. It's my favorite sport of all time. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. It's incredible. Like it's fast paced. It's high scoring. There's trick shots. It's a bunch of German dudes yelling at each other. It's it's fun. It's a it's a fun sport. <laughs> But, like, you know, you learn a lot there. You learn about live TV and, you know, obviously I did not do a lot. I, I cut some stuff. I edited some stuff. Like, it's relatively – you're low on the totem pole, you know. But um, it was a, as great of an opportunity as working for free could be. You know? that's, Of course, they changed the rule about four years after I got there that you had to pay intern. But um, that wasn't, unfortunately, the case for us. But, we, I, I, you know, we were doing fine. It was, it was a lifetime experience. And, you know, a month in Greece when you're – especially because I was 20 – so I was young for my grade, so I wasn't even 21 yet. So, you know, I couldn't even drink at college bars, but you go over Athens, all you know, all bets are off in Athens. They're serving you mythos, you know, for a dollar, at the gas station, so.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Did you pick up any handball skills when you were there? Did you, did you, you come know, home and play? I, I, did you try I, to bring it back?
4: I did try to bring it back relatively, actually very unsuccessfully, I tried to bring it back. Um, no one really wanted to play or understood it. It does keep getting eliminated from the Olympics. The Germans bring it back. Like every every time Germany hosts, they basically insert handball again. It's it's their sport. Um, it, I'm telling you though, like I, I did try to get it together. I don't really have the equipment, the court, um, the manpower. I I was I was lacking on that. So I guess that's my fault.
0: Yeah, may, maybe on the ocho. Uh, when I'm you the watch ocho. it, if you
4: ever see it on, watch it. Is that's all I'm telling you. I'll swear by it.
0: Wasn't Jeff Conine?
1: Uh, didn't they talk about Jeff Conan playing handball on yes. Levitard yeah. show? He's like yes, uh, world ranked or something like that.
4: He did have some sort of handball pedigree, and a guy who actually works here, one of the supervisors in graphics, his son, you know, went to Alabama and is on the U.S. handball team. I mean, the U.S. handball team, believe it or not, not our best sport. U.S. Uh, handball. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to see you see them in the Olympics, but who knows? You know, kick a dream.
0: All right, excellent. Allie, why don't we go over to you for our next question? Okay, cool. Hi, Dan. Thanks for joining us tonight. Cool. So I heard through the grapevine that you were an extra in a sports center commercial with Adam Vinatieri. And I just want to know if you could give us a peek behind the curtain of what it's like to be involved in a this is sports center commercial.
4: Yeah, sure, sure. I'm actually in two of them. I'm in one with uh with Candace Parker too, the one where they wear the funky shoes on um, you know, everyone, everyone's the places where them just so they could jump higher. But you know, it's, it's honestly, it's, it looks a lot cooler than it is because you're, you're sitting there for two hours while, you know, you do 40 takes of it. Um, I remember the director because my job was to stand behind Vinatieri and Jim Kelly. Basically, my whole role was to be waiting in line. I, I can wait in line. I'm very talented at that. So, um, you know, they, the idea is it takes Vinatieri three, four times to get through the metal detector. And so, you know, I, I try to add a little something to this to help them out. So I try like eye rolling, you know, like I'm annoyed. I'm waiting in line. Director gives a blanket statement to everyone. Like, hey, extras, no need to act. Literally just stand there. I'm like, he can't be talking to me. Like, I nailed that eye roll. You can go back and watch it frame by frame. It adds so much to that commercial. I mean, I, most people are probably looking at Vinatieri, but I'm telling you, watch that commercial. Just aired it again. They just tweeted it out because Vinatieri retired. But yeah, watch the eye roll. I'm probably like, uh, uh, like 11 o'clock. If Vinatieri is 12 o'clock, I'm like 11 o'clock. You'll, you'll see it.
0: You were you right over Steve Levy's head yeah it, it
4: steals, I don't want to say it steals the th- scene but I mean I, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> yes it was certainly making the rounds when uh Vinatieri retired it's, yeah. it's always nice I always looked out for that commercial when it was on
4: and then I think they put me next to Candace Parker because I was like so short so they thought it'd be like funnier you know like hey here's a short white kid let's put him next to this super tall chick
0: but but aren't you a, a state basketball champion from high school
4: technically I do have that on my uh resume yeah I'm not not literally my resume but Uh, If you check Wikipedia, I did enter it on my buddy's Wikipedia page. He played over in Europe and I added that about eight years ago. It's still there though. So, you know, it's true. They can't take it down. It's true. Jeff Vigiano alongside Dan Presser won the state title in 2000. You guys don't follow up with how many points I scored, right? We'll just leave it as state champs and, and move on.
0: So for the listeners out there, Dan and I are childhood friends. And when he won that state championship, uh, my family, we went to, to go visit in Connecticut every do, as we did for every July 4th. And Dan sat down and made us watch the entire game and called <laughs> play-by-play for what he did, which was just sitting on the bench.
4: Oh, so don't, he, sell sure. don't sell me short. Wow. Don't sell me sure. short. Not just sitting on the bench.
0: No, no. I, but Dan sat on the bench and then he would show us every time that he switched seats with the guy next to him or they held hands a certain way and how that would affect the momentum of the game.
4: All all I'm saying is there is one spot where you can see I tap my buddy. I'm like, hey, reverse this juju. We're losing. It's like a 7-0 run. We switch seats, cross-court pass, three ball in the corner. We win by one point. I'm not trying to take credit for all three of those points. Give me one of those three points. It's a new game.
1: That's fair. That's Dan, I, mean. I I apologize. We we don't usually uh, sandbag our guests. Like no, us. that's all right.
4: I, I was expecting. I was expecting. it. I'll, you know, I'll
1: send you guys the video if you want some
4: B-roll. You know, I can I can sprinkle that in if you want to.
2: Well, tweet it
0: out.
4: I you know I haven't I haven't uploaded it to YouTube. I should get on that actually.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, Morgan, our foreign correspondent. What do you got for us?
3: Sorry, guys. My phone just rang. One sec. Sorry. No worries. The all right. joys of actually guests. being at work. Sorry. Nice.
4: Oh, she really is foreign huh nice okay oh, yeah. Cool. Morgan, yeah
3: Morgan
4: Morgan is in it's Australia
3: 10, it's 10.50 in the morning and I'm supposed to be working one second sorry oh,
4: okay. <laughs> okay I'm supposed to be working it's nine o'clock at night and I'm supposed to be working too so don't tell anyone
1: what uh what's your shift there like like what what when do you go into work when do you get off of work
4: I mean today's a bad example today I went in at because you know with some College World Series so it's it's a, we're the west coast not West Coast game we're playing UCLA we FSU uh, so I, I'm in very late tonight. I would say it really depends. Like during football season, it's probably, you know, I, I'll do the later of the two shifts. So it's three to midnight, you know. Tonight, it's probably going to be, you know, eight to 1230, 1 a.m., you know. Um, Tuesdays, I work Tuesdays too. On in play, that show is probably three to seven. So it's, it's like, it, it all kind of depends. And honestly, throughout my entire career in this industry, it's at MLB Network, I would work 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., then i get on a shift and I'm in 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. So it's, you know, I don't think I ever worked at 4 a.m. That's probably the only one I haven't worked at. So the rest of them, I've had it covered.
0: Wonderful. Uh, so with your time at MLB, you did a lot of work with uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo, who we are all very familiar with uh, oh, yeah. through, through his many clips played on the Lebitard uh, show. You, you got any stories for us about him? What, what was your time with him like?
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, he, I, I really liked him. He was the best. He was a nice guy. I mean, he he wore it on his sleeve. He was what he was. Like, you know, he would dress you down in a meeting every once in a while if you said something stupid, but he'd have your back. And he I, he was, I enjoyed working with him a lot. I mean, he's obviously a very eccentric, strange guy, you know, like, because it's also strange because we're in New Jersey. He's in New York. So I didn't even meet him like face to face until four months of doing a show, you know, and then we go to the all-star game in DC. I mean, for the first time, but it's, it's like, it's hard to kind of build a relationship like that I'm just on a conference call at 9.00 AM and talking through a McCurdy and stuff. But, you know, I think, I think one, uh, I told he's, he's really obsessed with, um, with flights, just like flight patterns and all that travel stuff. So one time I told him like, I don't, I, I was flying like San Diego or something. And, and I stopped in Detroit. He's like, oh really you st- so you went from LaGuardia to Detroit now did you stop Terminal C that's was a cinnamon cinnamon there right and like that all, all of a sudden I told him one story about a, a layover and now we're best friends you know so it's like and he, he was great he, he was always nice to us and treat, you know like if you said something stupid he was gonna bury you know but that keeps you on your toes so um but he was he was an eccentric guy loved layovers um yeah, just, I, like, and the last, on so my last day at MLB, I actually was working with him. And, you know, I'd work with him all year. You know, again, I don't know him that well, but he knows me. Like, I'm, we talk to each other every day. We're texting, whatever. And the last show, he's like, uh, they uh, they tell me this is Danny Boy's last day at the network. Uh, Bruce, is he a good boy? Well liked there. Like, just asking on air, is he, uh, you know, good boy? Like, like, I'm his pet dog or something. So, uh, you know, he he was he was fun to work with. I, I, I love working with Mad Dog.
0: Yeah, it's. I always just love the name Mad Dog. The first thing that I always think of is I always picture that somebody says Mad Dog in front of him, and he reacts like Buford Tannen. In, in <laughs>
4: yeah, Back yeah to of course. After the Future you know. Three, you don't have to say what it's from. I mean, Buford Tannen—he's a household uh, name.
0: Just, just in case for our listeners. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. Yeah, so I just always picture him in, in that scene, and just why are you doing? I, I mean,
4: listen, and he was—you know—he—he he was obviously he's super knowledgeable with like the old baseball and. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're not exactly Mariana Rivera. the You know, like it's just some reference to some like, you know, 1960s player or something. But, you know, he knew the game and he was he had his takes and he stuck with them. And, you know, they weren't always and it was just like you would you would randomly hear people around the office just doing mad dog impressions. Just, you know, like, oh, what do we got for lunch today? Oh, beautiful. Chicken palm. Like it's he's just a very fun person to imitate, you know.
0: He is, he does, definitely has one of those voices. We actually heard a rant earlier this week on Lebatard where uh, he was talking about you know, the Knicks and the Hawks and he was now a Hawks fan because of how the Knicks fans were treating him and or yeah, treating yeah. them and Robert Sala and all that stuff. And uh, one of our uh, fellow Lauer Rangers, Jeanette wanted me to ask, in part of that rant, he mentioned that he didn't eat uh, ravioli one day because he had played tennis earlier. Big
4: tennis <laughs> guy, big tennis yeah. guy,
0: yeah. So Jeanette wanted to know, do you have any idea why he wouldn't eat ravioli for dinner then?
4: Um, that's, I, I do not necessarily get the correlation between those two. I mean, maybe maybe it's like, hey, I worked out today, so I'm doing like, this today's my healthy day. You know, like this is it. I'm cleaning the system. I'm not going to throw four pounds of ravioli in there. I don't know. I try not to get inside that mind. Often, it's tough to get out if you really dive deep in there.
2: So,
0: fair enough. Uh, Ant, we'll go back to you. You had another question.
2: Sure. Sticking with the baseball theme, I heard from a little birdie that that back around the All Star Game in San Francisco, you were part of the handlers for Willie Mays, and I was wondering, you know, how you found that, or, or how do you, you know, I mean, that seems a little more of a, you know, more than just a PA sort of gig. How do you? How'd you get your hands in that yeah. then, you know got any good willie may stories that he told you or something
4: i mean well listen i, I he, he did go to the bathroom next to me i'm not sure if that's necessary everything sounded like it was working fine um you know this was <laughs> this was 2012 uh everything again I didn't i didn't hear anything abrupt so it i that he he was in rough shape in 2012 though i mean god bless him he's he's you know still going strong but it, it was it was cool like honestly and it's one of those moments where you know, you work in sports long enough, and you don't really get starstruck, you know, like, Bryce Harper could walk in, oh, cool, there's Bryce Harper, like, I don't care, first of all, he's younger than me, so it doesn't really matter, but, like, you know, there's a couple of people, Willie Mays, obviously, he transcends games, like, I'm like, man, here I am, like, helping one of the greatest players, like, walk up this stair, I mean, was I doing anything? No, I was helping an old man walk up the stair, but it was still kind of cool, and, like, I, that, I think earlier in that playoff, too, the Dodgers, maybe, maybe it was a different year, but, I was covering the Dodgers and I'm i I'm a Yankee guy, like eighties, nineties, Yankee guy. So Don Mattingly was my guy growing up. He's in there. He's the manager of the Dodgers at the time. He's fielding balls at first base during batting practice. And we're like right on this first baseline, we're doing our hit. And you know, like a, a ball trickles over cause it gets by. And he's like, Oh, a little help. He calls for it. And I'm like, I pick it up. And I'm like, this, this is it. Like I'm going to fire this ball to Don Mattingly as hard as I could possibly <laughs> throw it. I mean, I throw hop from like eight feet away, just one out. He's like, Thank you. Like catch up. Like yeah, no problem. Call my dad immediately. I like, went, Dad, get started, just throw a ball too. So it's like sometimes you geek out. Like, like it's really just what people of your childhood, you know, like yeah, totally. I, I, there's nobody else that I would do that to. Let's say like I grew up worshiping him, like Don Mattingly, you
2: know. Oh, thanks. I'm, I I love the manly part as a as a Yankee fan myself. He was one of my uh favorites growing up. Yeah, so. he was a guy, hit man.
4: Yeah. It was a strike too. I fired a strike in there. I should add that to the Wikipedia page, actually. You
2: should, most definitely. So, yeah. We want a video of that uploaded through YouTube.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me. I, I checked the cameras of uh, the MLB. I was like, you guys didn't happen to shoot that, dude. Yeah, they're like, no. Nah.
0: Thanks, Dan. All right. Uh, we're going to go over to the bearded wonder, Mr. Will.
1: Bearded Wonder. I haven't been called that yet. That's a new nickname for me. Uh, Dan, thanks again for joining us, man. We really appreciate you, especially uh, you joining us at work and uh, doing this on the clock, I'm assuming. So. Sure, yeah. They're um, paying me. What do I care, right? Exactly. That's a smart man right there. Heady play, <laughs> heady play. Um, I wanted to talk about Quarantine Productions. Um and your daughter's absolutely incredible uh uh reenactments of famous movie scenes. These are so wonderful. Um, The one that you've got pinned at the top of your Twitter page actually has a cameo of Jimmy Kimmel playing the guy that gets shown up uh, at the bar scene in Goodwill hunting. Uh, How do you like them apples? You know, that, that very famous scene. Uh, Can you just tell us a little bit uh, about that and uh, how it got started? Maybe the favorite one you filmed yet and, uh, and how much money y'all have raised for uh, feeding America?
4: Yeah, sure. Sure. Thank you. It's uh, honestly, it's, it it spiraled way out of control. It started as just like, hey, it's it, I, you know quarantine. I don't, Adam. What was it up in Canada? Canada? Was was quarantine bad up there? I mean, whatever. In Connecticut, yes. in in Connecticut, in March April of 2020, it was like quarantine. Like we weren't seeing parents, we weren't seeing anyone. So it was just like you had what was in your house and what whatever costume you dug out of the basement. So I'm like, we're just trying to keep these kids entertained, you know, and sure. like. You know, she's reciting some line. My wife's shooting it. I'm like, oh, this could be fun. I, I edit stuff. I'm like, all right, let me put this together. It's a Lion King. Mufasa falling off the cliff. Very <laughs> dramatic scene from our childhood. But, um, you know, and and she she enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed cutting it. Our families, so we sent it our families. They really liked it. And so it's like, you know, people were kind of looking for anything to take them away from, you know, food, lines at food. Uh, you know, it was just like, it was a chaotic thing. The election was, you know, gearing up like it was a pretty miserable time in the news cycle so you know we were kind of looking for 60 seconds like hey for 60 seconds we can watch this video and see some cute kids butcher famous movie lines you know and uh and it was fun like you know when we try to teach them you know Maddie's kind of old enough now that she gets like giving back I mean Barton doesn't understand anything he's too like you know we just use it for credit I don't even know if he knows he's in these movies yet to be (laughs) honest with you um he yeah he probably will not be showing his prom date any of these in 16 years he plays a lot of female roles in distress uh, a lot of crying um you know but whatever He He, can cry on command yeah no he he does cry a lot we so that's what you know a lot of negatives to 2020 we tried to turn them into positives you know um but it was just yeah it was like a stupid thing just to keep them busy keep us busy and trying to have a silver lining i actually was like very sick in 2019 with a mystery disease that could have been COVID for all we know like i mean it wasn't on the scene yet but it was like a three month mystery disease. I was in and out of hospitals. So my 2020 was actually better than 2019 and most people that was not the case, but right. um, you know, it was fun. My daughter, we, she's pretty good at it. Like, we you know, I, I kind of feed her lines, but she says it with inflection and um, you know, it, it was crazy how it kind of got picked up. Like basically right around my birthday in September, CNN did something. Then Tony Robbins made a $13,000 donation. Like I get an email from his assistant and I'm like, Hey Beth, either, Tony Robbins is donating 13000 or this guy's going to steal our identity, whoever he is. But <laughs> thankfully, it was the former. But, uh, you know, it, it picked up. Next thing you know, it's like, I see it on, you know, the the Polish Times, some European newspaper. And I'm like, how does this story have international legs? Like, it's just our kids' home videos or whatever. And like, of course, the translations on that, you know, it basically, the quote that they used was like, I'm just trying to, you know, spread happiness to kids or whatever the lame quote was. And then the way it translated in the Polish Times was like, he wants to explode his joy on children. I'm like, I'm <laughs> oh my god! It, it, it goes through the field. Good kicker story in the United States. I'm a, a sex offender in Warsaw. You know, phrasing, phrasing. Yeah, but, um, you know, it was it was crazy. People have really enjoyed it, and like again, it was it was a dark time in 2020, and, and you know, people were at their throats with the election, and with people were out of work, and so we just we thought like, hey, I, I'm not going to be able to. I think we raised. We're at 72 like just shy of 72,000 so wow um you know and again a lot of that like it was 13,000 from Tony Robbins and then Will Smith found out about it he had us on his show and you know they arranged for 15,000 to be donated and like that was I mean as a kid who grew up in the 80s like to have Will Smith and and then Mario Lopez did something on Access. I'm like man A.C. Slater and the Fresh Prince are talking about like this is as good <laughs> as it gets you know so um that was really again one of those childhood things like I'm not sure. I don't really care you know if if Hoda's talking to us, Hoda was not a childhood hero of mine.
1: Yes, exactly. exactly.
4: Uh, no offense to Hoda; she's great at what she does. But
1: now, now maybe if Kathy Lee contacts me, different story, me different thing. story. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was fun. It was just been a fun way to kind of keep us busy. We have we're working on one last one, uh, and then we're gonna shut it down. I think because we're kind of out of COVID, right? Is it safe to say that? I don't know. We're, we're taking masks off now. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't want some
0: jigs- of you. Some of you are. We're we're a little behind. <laughs> w- yeah, <laughs>
4: I don't I don't want to jinx it, but uh, you know, so we'll probably. We'll probably shut it down, and well, "White Men Can't Jump" will be our finale. We're working on a couple cameos, so.
1: White men Wonder. can't jump. White men can't jump. Oh we, my we, god! We already
4: shot Maddie's part. That part's good. I'm just I'm just trying to get a couple cameos to spice it up a little bit.
1: I don't. I hear you. What's What's been your favorite one to shoot so far?
4: Honestly, I I don't like. We 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 do talk about my wife and I talk about it a lot. The the best one to shoot was probably Titanic, which I think has been removed from YouTube because. They don't like child pornography. Apparently, a baby in a diaper is <coughs> child pornography oh my nowadays. God, I mean, the Coppertone ad has a baby's ass on it for 30 years. You know, seriously. Um, but yeah, that one, like, because it's just like easy. We did the whole thing in three minutes. Like, Maddie nailed her five lines. Barton was super easy to work with. Like, you know, there was we did Forrest Gump, and it took me probably 45 minutes to get one kid to say like, "Get the bikes." I'm like, "All right, ready? <laughs> get the bikes." He's like, "Bikes." I'm like, "No, get the bikes. Get." No, get no. This is unbelievable, you know. Like, so some of them, you know, some of them would take longer than others. But the the Titanic one was super quick. A League of Their Own was really quick because all we needed was Barton crying. Like, honestly, Barton's a real wild card of these. You know, like he can make or break. And like, he'll be in the background screaming while Maddie does her lines, and we have to stop down. So it's like he's a real wild card. But he might have a he might have a speaking line if we if we kept this up for like another month or two. He's knocking on the door. Honestly, we were going to give him the the speaking line in the. Goodwill will hunting scene because all you have to say is yeah but i'm like jimmy kimmel's gonna do it barton you're out you know you're yeah. out jimmy kimmel sorry, sorry bud
1: you got re- your part got recast at the last <laughs> yeah, minute yeah, yeah, yeah. You,
4: you're great you're great i'll find another role for you you know but now Fine. you know my wife's pregnant like we're doing july like this poor third kid we're gonna have you know national stories and videos all these great moments from our family like the third kid's not even going to exist yet you know well, i'll have I- to splice him in afterwards
1: I hope the pandemic continues just so we get more videos. Well, I
2: I
4: appreciate that. that. That's that's my awful hot take.
2: (laughs) They have been fun. They have been fun. Is she shooting for Ghana or the Sudan? Is she what? Is she shooting for Ghana or Sudan? No, not
4: that scene. It's it's the uh, Billy Hoyle dunking at the end of the game. End of the game.
0: I was Hey, a you Jeopardy
2: gotta wait scene. a couple of months. Maybe she can dunk the third child. What do you think? Yeah, the yeah
4: there we in? go. Now everyone's involved. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can just splice them in. Like, I'll go back and edit some stuff. Like, hey, now it's the third kid crying and leaving their own. Like, whatever, you know. Hollywood <laughs> magic.
0: That's right. All right, Morgan uh, appears to be back. So let's go out to our Australian correspondent.
3: Hi, Dan. Sorry, the, I'd just like to point out that uh, COVID is not over, very much not over where okay, I Okay, okay, yeah. Well... It, it may not have never started here, but okay. it still hasn't finished.
4: Gotcha. So no, I, that's exactly. why I was, I was a little it's hesitant to say it, you know.
3: Leaking tap here. It's a leaking tap. So gotcha. we're in lockdown but we've had 50-something cases in a week or something. We're in lockdown. We can't travel more okay. than five kilometres.
4: Yeah, that's the difference. I mean, listen, you know, we have way less rules here in America, but we're also a, a train wreck. So, you know, it's, you get the good with the bad.
3: Oh, uh, like I'll take it. It's fine. But this is our fourth harsh lockdown. It was meant to be a week. It's gone into two weeks.
4: Yeah, I, yeah? I, I remember celebrating the year anniversary of our two-week flatten the curve, you know. That was back in, uh, back in oh. March. So two weeks, we'll flatten this curve. We'll be done.
3: Yeah, our, our, um, our four weeks of Flatten the Curve turned into four months. And that was the most depressing time of most people's lives. But I, again, enjoyed 2020 because I made all these new friends. There you go. Now, I was listening before, even though I wasn't really here, um, about you, like, changing the juju, like, and you are impacting sports that way. Me winning and a like,
4: state championship, that's what you're talking yeah, about, yeah. Me winning a state yeah,
3: championship. Yeah, I, can, like, can I completely believe in it. Like, I absolutely believe in if something's not going right for you in a sport that you're actually not playing, or, but just by watching, you need to change something in your atmosphere.
4: We so, all have energy and- that impacts everything.
3: All right. That's right. Where I am and who can hear my voice and what is happening changes everything. Sure. So for example, a couple of months ago, I was at a football game with my boyfriend. We support two different teams. They were playing each other in women's football. His team started to beat mine. I cracked the shits because I am a child, mm-hmm. and I left him in that spot. And I moved, and then we came back from nowhere and beat them because I changed the juju. Yeah, so thank you. You think that's a
4: mistake? You think that's a coincidence?
3: No, no, of course not. It was me. It was all me. They yeah, have I, mean, no some, right I mean, some, players, some players, some
4: players, but mostly.
3: No, so Schweitz, don't you, don't you try and like diminish the achievement that Dan had.
4: Thank you, Morgan yeah. from Australia.
3: If we're going to diminish anyone's achievements. We have a podcaster with us, his name's Aaron, and he didn't play college football, he just sat on the bench, too. Um, <laughs> but but he didn't win anything. He did have a great ass, though, in those pants. So all right. that's there, all everyone he, wins. So he won. Oh, and he, he got a good wife out of it. She's a 10, so that's <laughs> like a win, I guess. I'm not sure what my question was. I'm just a <laughs> rambling idiot.
4: You just want to defend my state championship. I appreciate that. I well, do.
3: I, I did because I think that that is correct. As much as I don't usually give people any credit, if you take matters into your own hands and do whatever it is you can to try and impact something you cannot impact, I am with you because all that right. means you care.
4: And for the record, we did touch the game ball that game because it came to the bench. And when it comes to the bench, everyone just passes it down the line because that's the only chance we get to touch it. So it's like, oh. all right, yep, yeah, game
3: ball, we're in that's great yeah. um because of covid and like some of our teams from my state are going to another state to play and they're only allowed to fly in and fly home they're not allowed to like touch the doors on the way in or anything if the ball goes into to the stands the department of health have told them they're not no one's allowed to touch the ball they all <laughs> just have to run away and not cut not catch it not touch it nothing
4: oh man our they going to good COVID. during covid yeah
3: yeah, so because these people are sweaty and they're going to give them COVID via football. Yeah. So you, lucky you weren't playing back in that so day because you could have passed that straight down the bench.
4: Thank God I'm so old.
3: That's right. That's what I like to say. Anyway, sorry, Dan. I'm an absolute mess.
4: No worries.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Morgan. Uh, that is no a wonderful what? message. You all affect the energy around you. You
3: too can impact something you cannot actually yeah. impact.
4: Now listen, do I think I was the MVP of that game? Yes, I do. But do I think I should have won? No. But the
3: point is, I helped.
4: Yeah. That's, that, that's you, part of being a team. You the
3: change that had yeah, to be there. They
4: were. wouldn't have done it without me. I do know that. I do know that. Correct. Even though they technically did do it without me, but
3: whatever. I feel really inspirational today.
0: You that always are, Morgan. Thanks. Bye. All right. Uh, does anybody have any other questions they want to ask? Yes, well. Will.
1: I got one, Dan. Uh, What's the funniest fire that you've had to put out uh, in your role at the ACC Network? Um, That's what we call it. I work at a car dealership during the week, and we're always having to run over to service and fix somebody's car. Uh, You know, uh, mechanic scratches it, or customers upset about something. Uh, Well, I mean, let me think honestly, because I so I
4: started here at ACC Network, and literally like two weeks in, my brain started rotting and I was out for three months. So, and then I come back and COVID hits and I'm out for six more months. So I, like, oh, I, feel, good like, Lord. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm probably getting a thousand dollars a show for as little as I produced here, you know? <laughs> um, but it's, it's like, we, maybe, we had, a uh,
1: maybe in your entire career, like yeah, overall I mean, we
4: had on the show, on the show in play that I do with Kelsey Riggs and, uh, EJ Manuel, like we always try to do stupid stuff. And, you know, we, we, we did this, uh, we did this thing where she, I forgot why we even did it, to be honest. Sometimes it's like the train of thought of time makes perfect sense. But I'm like, ah, that didn't really make a lot of sense. You know, it was AJ <laughs> Dillon. AJ <laughs> Dillon was on the show. They, his nickname is The Sauce. So we had a segment called Sauced Up. And, you know, she got blindfolded and she tried to, like, eat a sauce. Guess what it was? You know, like, all right, let me see. I'll put a cracker, see what this is. We gave her Vegemite. And, I mean, like, she almost threw it up all over, all over the desk. Oh,
1: my God. I was like,
4: I'm not sure if we can use this. You know, like, this is. And then, so later, like, later that ej was in studio so we try and do like fun stuff with the in-studio because he's been away virtual all time right So you know, like we're doing a thing like you know you reach into a box you have to kind of guess what it is just by feeling like i think we ripped it off of some jimmy Fallon skit or something but um and i go to i go to like the pet store i'm like hey i need something kind of like gross to put in the box it kind of scare him a little bit guy takes me to the back he gives me like a bag of 15 frozen mice i'm like i can't i can't oh god this. I can't put this in there. Like, listen, I love a good gag. If they reach in there and they pull out a frozen mouse, yeah. they're gonna fight me. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not gonna be happy about it.
2: A half frozen mouse at that point.
4: Uh, yeah, no doubt. And so, uh, and I, and I, I end up getting mealworms. I figured mealworms, like, all right, it's a little gross. You're not gonna, you're gonna get really mad. I'm like, right, then I return the right. mealworms. Like, you return them, I'm like, yeah, they still eat them. I'm like, what well, do they really care if I played with them? You know, Seriously. I throw one McDonald's French fry in there, gave one last meal, and sent them up to the. Sticks. <laughs>
1: I uh, I would have been madder at you about the Vegemite than the mealworms. Yeah, that stuff is
3: okay, gross, I'm huh? back. I'm back <laughs> to <think> something. <laughs> oh, else. yeah.
4: Oh, oh shoot. shoot I
1: forgot about that. I'm sorry.
3: How even dare you? Like you couldn't oh, see. Oh,
4: hold on. I think yeah. it happened right
0: here, actually. Let me see. Yeah. Dan has but left like the screen.
1: You put it on like it was t- on a road with.
4: Yeah, I keep, I keep it just in case. Here it
1: is, you know. H- okay, Dan, have you tried it?
4: Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's awfully great. I'm sorry, Mark. It's awful. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's no,
1: wonderful. No. <laughs> it's fantastic.
3: It is, it's, no, it's, we love it's, it. I'm a realist. It, it, it kind of reminds good. me
4: of, like, if you step in dog poop and gum at the same time, and then you <laughs> eat the bottom of your shoe. That's
3: kind of what it No, oh, no, no. It is an acquired taste. I have not acquired it. Yes,
4: I have not acquired it. At least
3: 10 to 15 years before you can actually spread it on without, like, Using a microscope to see if you've put any on there. It's like you you mix it in to the butter.
1: Essentially what Morgan is saying is it's like a hard drug. You have to start out with like a minuscule amount and then 15 years into it, you're like... Yeah, then you can't live without it. Exactly, exactly.
3: Except nobody's chasing that initial high. (laughs) There's none of that. Actually... But you you will never forget your first time because you wanted to rip your tongue out. It is not... It is not a pleasant taste, and that it is why. It sounds like
4: heroin a lot, actually. Now that more they talk about it.
3: <laughs> but I, I think heroin's fun. I'm not too <laughs> sure Vegemite's that fun. <laughs> but it is an acquired taste, and like I used to spread it so thinly, it just looked like butter. Yeah. But now, now you. like now I will crave like a cr- a nice soft roll <sighs> with butter Vegemite. People have Vegemite and cheese. They love that. No, I'm not a cheese person, but. Vegemite and the cheese Cheese is what bothers <laughs> No. Oh yeah, I don't like cheese, but veggie but no, okay. right? The tar um, is
4: fine, it's the cheese.
3: Yeah, it's the black tar. Yeah, good. <laughs> but you know what, even if you did like it, that jar would last your lifetime.
4: Oh yeah, I mean, here, uh, yeah, you want me to ship it to you? I, I, we got about three quarters of it left, so.
3: Look, I would highly recommend you don't because I know the cost oh, I, of I shouldn't
4: have even the open area. it. Now I got a whip. I shouldn't even open it.
3: <laughs> no, you'll be high for the rest of the day, <laughs> or low, whatever don't ship things to here though it's very
0: expensive (laughs) i bet i bet all right well i think we're gonna end it there dan thanks for joining us can i get a thank you dan chant from everybody one two three thank Thank you dan Dan. Dan.
3: thank Thank you dan Dan. thank you dan
4: Dan. can can, can i have that clipped off or how does it make that a ringtone or something Absolutely,
3: wow. we can we can certainly do that. produce when we do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Dan, before we go, uh, tell people where they can find your uh, videos of your your daughters and their their movie clubs.
4: Sure, sure. We, yeah, there's a we made a YouTube page, but again, some of those are censored. Old school, not on there because of a baby's butt. Also, so um, <laughs> you know, most of them are on there on a the quarantine twenty twenty productions. If you search that on YouTube, or my Instagram is is you know that's the X rated baby butt and all that's d-j-p-r-e-s-s-e on instagram so you know either one of those if you if you search feeding america um you know if you search team presser i think it is in the feeding america or quarantine 2020 productions you know you'll find a link to donate and and the links in my my profiles and stuff so um yeah they say they say one dollar feeds ten people so you know every little
0: thing comes and we will make sure we include a link when we drop this episode